0: Hello, and welcome to Plot Trists. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're reviewing A Tempest at Sea by Sherry Thomas.
1: This is the seventh book in the Lady Sherlock series. And full disclosure, we received a complimentary copy from Berkeley.
0: Um, As usual, with series this involved, uh, we will be spoiling the first six. (laughs) pretty heavily we'll do our best to avoid spoilers for book seven um and if we do spoil it we'll put it after a spoiler tag but so please be aware if you have not read the first six stop here yes
1: uh and i forgot to mention this was published in 2023 it is the most recent release and one of our most anticipated books of the
0: year and i'm gonna spoil it right now this is my favorite one since hollow of fear
1: it was really good it was so good i mean
0: they're all good they're all good They're, they're all five stars but it's just a question of like Basically, I'm gonna like it the most when Sherlock and Ingram's relationship gets the most page time.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean I was thinking about it, and I like their relationship, but I also think that this is one that I'll want to reread. Yes, like I want I like to reread them all, but like Hollow of Fear and this one are ones as soon as you finish, you're like, ooh, they're also what did I miss.
0: They're geographically isolated with characters you are very familiar with and enjoy, which was great.
1: All right, let's read the book jacket and then talk a little bit about this book. (laughs) After feigning her own death in Cornwall to escape from Moriarty's perilous attention, Charlotte Holmes goes into hiding. But then she receives a tempting offer. Find a dossier the crown is desperately seeking to recover and she might be able to go back to a normal life.
0: Her search leads her aboard the RMS Provence, sailing from Southampton to the Eastern Hemisphere. But on the night Charlotte makes her move to retrieve the dossier, in the midst of a terrifying storm in the Bay of Biscay, a brutal murder also takes place on the ship.
1: Instead of solving the crime, as she is accustomed to doing, Charlotte must take care not to be embroiled in this investigation, lest it become known that those who harbor ill intentions that Sherlock Holmes is abroad and still very much alive. Okay,
0: that last is sentence. Is supposed to be Sherlock Holmes is a board? Is a board? No, it says abroad. It says abroad. But I think contextually...
1: Avoid uh, might yeah. make
0: more sense.
1: I think it could be either one. That said, that sentence is very long and a little bit confusing. I'm going to be yeah. honest. I had to read it like three times. I don't know if Lane edited it or not, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it,
0: okay, that last sentence. All right. So my first real critique of Sherry Thomas: this book jacket could be better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sherry, if you're listening,
0: <laughs> book fantastic book jacket. I don't really feel like it gets at the things I really wanted it to get at. Like, I, the fact that it's also a ship to where a bunch of Charlotte's loved ones also happen to be aboard. Raising the tension, I think, is something that needed to be mentioned. Oh the fact that God. she's reunited and working with Watson, I feel like, should be in the jacket. And
1: let's,
0: that last paragraph is confusing as fuck.
1: Okay, let's talk about who's on this ship lane. Because this ship, I mean, I it was like a reunion of... Everyone's favorite characters, except for one. There was one, of course, sadly missing
0: character. Correct. However, why do they have to be reunited? What why? happened in the last book that we need oh, to tell was Oh, like, I was like, I don't know, why. why? What are you trying to lead me to? <laughs> what are you telling me?
1: <laughs> well, in the last book, what happened was Moriarty basically launched a frontal attack on Charlotte and her friends. Which was foiled to some extent uh, in that no one died. Um, However, it did sort of, she had to fake her own death. She didn't expect Moriarty to believe that she was actually dead. But she's pretending to be dead. And she has not spoken to Joan Watson, um, Lord Ingram, Livia, anyone in her circle for about a month when this book opens.
0: And Joan Watson had been in France as well.
1: Hmm. Hmm. So this th- there there are some slight like not slight, but there the, there's one giant coincidence that starts off this book. Okay, and it is that the dossier that Charlotte is looking for is believed to be in the possession of a governess who is boarding the H the R M S Provence.
0: And by happenstance, Lord Ingram, Livia, and their retinue had booked a vacation on that same boat that happens to be leaving at the same time. Right.
1: That's that's the biggest coincidence that starts off this book. Everything else is not a coincidence. It's, um, what's it called? Wheels within wheels?
0: Yes. Yes. That's not what it's called, but I don't actually know what it's called. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hear deliberate manipulation On the part of the supervillain Yeah There, done <laughs> Did it um, But that's, that's the biggest That's the biggest coincidence But it's a delicious coincidence It is so much fun Oh my gosh
0: It's also great because It means Charlotte and Ingram Get to work together
1: mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things about this book is that because Charlotte is in disguise and has faked her own death, she really can't have any direct investigative part in solving the mystery. She's very much behind the scenes and Ash takes the forefront, which I is
0: a really it's so interesting much mystery from Ash's perspective.
1: Yes. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, we love Lord Ingram, right? Like, that's not a surprise. I stand. Yeah. But it's really great to get things from his perspective and then see his intelligence
0: at work because he's such a smart guy, too, you know? But it also really worked here because the whole pretext is that he's giving written records to the police officer in charge of the investigation, but he's funneling them through Charlotte first. Mm-hmm. So, he's relaying both the facts of the case and his opinions about them. And you know, that's what Charlotte is getting. So both his observations and his opinions are the clues which Charlotte is using to solve this.
1: It is really a great convention that Cherry Thomas is taking advantage of here. Just really great. Such a good idea. It was so good. Yeah. And I mean, as readers, we want to get more of Ash's perspective. We've always gotten some of it in previous books, right? But here it's I would say a good third to half of the book.
0: I loved it a lot.
1: It was great. It was really good. It was really good. (laughs) And then the other thing that's just so much fun, which is referenced in the book jacket, is that Charlotte's not able to do her own investigating. But the other issue is that she's got her own undercover case that she's trying to work at the same time. So they in trying to solve this murder mystery that takes place on the boat, they're also trying to cover up their own tracks for all these things that they've done. And it was it was really, that was really cool too, I thought. I
0: think this book to be was a major tone shift for Charlotte and Ingrid's relationship. And yes. without getting into any spoilers about anything specific, it was the first time I think that there was a lot of hope.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's a little bit of looking forward. I know Sherry Tempest has said that this this is going to be a 10 book series. And so I think it makes sense that in book seven, you sort of see the characters getting a finish line in mind.
1: Well, what I liked too is that for the first six books of the series, both Charlotte and Ash have had one idea of what their relationship could eventually look like. And this book, you start to see that Maybe both of their ideas about what that endgame could look like are shifting.
0: Combine the enhanced interpersonal dynamic, even though it's not actually taking up a lot of page time, with the fact that Moriarty sort of takes a step back here. He's obviously the mastermind, but like, he's not an imminent threat to them. They're on a ship. He's not on it. Like, And you never think he is. That is not a spoiler. Um, But so the urgency is caused by when the ship is going to make port. Rather than by an imminent threat to any of their immediate lives, mm-hmm. now there's a huge threat to their them being exposed and to their work being exposed, but there's not the same sense of like bodily danger mm-hmm. that we've seen in the last couple, and that was actually a really nice change of pace.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, we both have gone on the record uh, saying that Moriarty is not, like, our favorite part of the the series, right? So the fact that, yes, Moriarty is present, but the fact that the whole Moriarty plot takes a little bit of a backseat was really refreshing.
0: He's still the big bad, but he's not taking up all their energy. Yep, exactly. Really love the balance here. This felt like the calm before the storm, even though this is the storm. Like... Just this is ultimately a 10 book series. I think it's sort of happened in three acts at the end of like the first third, you have Charlotte and Ingram kind of get him getting divorced and Moriarty really coming into play. Moriarty Mm -hmm. was much less significant in the first third. The second third is like just how scary is Moriarty and everything feeling really uncertain in a -hmm. lot of different ways. Um, and you kind of get the sense that the last third is going to be all of the characters getting their ending, hopefully happy ending. Fingers crossed. But from where Livia and Mr. Mobbleton have left things, to where Charlotte and Ash have left things, to um, what's going on with Moriarty, to Charlotte's extended family. You're starting to see the chessboard get set up for a big concluding third act. And it was so much fun. I, like, in the same way, I kind of love an origin story. Mm-hmm. I love the prequel to the finale
1: mm-hmm. yeah okay I will say something we missed this in the last book when we recorded our last episode we actually missed the fact that Lord Ingram had his divorce granted yes So I'm not sure how we missed it. I don't know if it's because we had an advanced reader copy. I don't know if it's because we just read it so fast that we missed it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But he is divorced, which was extremely exciting, not just for us, but for a certain character who shows up in this book, who Lane was just tickled to read. Lady Holmes.
0: I am not prepared to talk about this without spoilers.
1: Mm-hmm. But okay. let's
0: just say that she got significant page time
1: mm-hmm.
0: away from her husband. Mm-hmm. So you've got to see a lot of her true character. And Charlotte does appear to have been formed of the sea, like Aphrodite.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and Livia, too, you know? I, there was, uh, so I recently reread the whole series, <laughs> all, all of the other books, because I was like, why not, you know? I'll do it. And um, there was this, there's a really interesting part in, I think it was the last book actually, um, which is Miss Moriarty, I presume, that Charlotte is thinking about Livia and she's thinking about all of her sisters. And she was like, actually, so Henrietta is like the most conventional sister of the four home sisters. Uh, Henrietta got married. And as soon as she got married, she basically... Does not talk to her family anymore. Because she was like I hate them. Nope of there. Yep. She left. And Charlotte is thinking about how Livia is the most truthful of all of the home sisters. Mm-hmm. Because she can't hide her feelings. Mm-hmm. And so like Henrietta hated their mother just as much as Charlotte and Livia do. But didn't show it until she could get out of there. So she was like their mother's favorite. And now she's like cutting off ties. And Livia is sort of the opposite, right? She can't hide the fact that she hates her mother, but she's stuck with her. And this book takes that on
0: in a very great way.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because Livia thinks she's escaping her mother <laughs> by going on this trip. And then she is surprised to find her mother on the same boat. And she's like, "Oh, my God." Like what she thought was going to be a respite is instead turning into a nightmare.
0: There is a scene where Lady Holmes gets interviewed by a police officer mm-hmm. that, upon finishing the book, you realize has like way more layers than you even realized. Mm-hmm. Lady Holmes's character in that scene was both hilarious and awful and stupid. And, superior and snob it's like it was just so good it was so mm-hmm. well written
1: mm-hmm. i mean she's the worst and the best to read yes right because you don't you're not related to her and you don't have to live with her
0: i will totally admit most of the time in these books like we talk about these are mysteries you're not meant to solve i do think who the murderer was was more telegraphed than they, it usually is Mm -hmm. not enough that I I picked up on it early and I was frustrated, but enough that when the moment happened, I was like, yes, I'm ready for that. I have a hunch what's going on.
1: (laughs) I I will say what the, what Sherry Thomas does so well is these, their time jumps or dual timelines, which normally, I mean, you have to be a really good writer to pull it off because most of the time I just cannot, I can't stand it. She puts them into play in this book so well. Like I cannot tell you how she crafts her mystery. Is she'll give you just enough clues, and then either jump you forward or backward in time, so you don't know exactly what's happening next. Mm -hmm. And it lets you as the reader think about it and like form hypotheses and probably not figure it out. But it's one of those things that
0: she does it so well. But I would be kind of interested in like putting sticky notes in my book and listing them chronologically and then reading the book in chronological order by chapter to see like how different that experience is. Yeah. Like, I wonder how much of the tension is created by those time jumps. Oh yeah. For
1: sure. I mean, she does it in, it's not just in her mysteries that she does this, you know, like she does it in her historical romances. She has so many historical romances that do time jumps too, actually.
0: And it's usually and, by chapter, so it'd be pretty easy. It's not like you need to go paragraph by paragraph.
1: hmm It's just so good. It's just so well done. Um, and then I had a character who I had no idea was going to be my favorite who showed up in this book, and that is Roger Shrewsbury. Though, again, the absolute worst, but also comic relief.
0: It was so deftly done.
1: Yes. And there are these moments, too, where Ash is like, I can't believe that my alibi is resting on this idiot. It's
0: so Mm -hmm. good.
1: I loved it. I loved it so much. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, almost all of the passengers on this ship appear to have appeared that in earlier books, but and like a lot of that is a coincidence. Because the fact that Roger is also on this boat is a coincidence. But that's fair. Was extremely great. Yeah.
1: And Inspector Brighton, he appeared in the last book. He was the inspector who was, you know, um prosecuting prosecuting, investigating. I guess the investigator who was investigating um treadles. Yes. So not the last book, two books ago.
0: Yes. Which means Treadles is not here.
1: Sadly, but also Brighton was kind of amazing. Would have
0: been really circumstantial to get Treadles on this
1: boat. (laughs) That would have been really tough. You know,
0: I could believe. So I could
1: believe that there was the big coincidence um, with Charlotte, with Ash and Livia uh, and the dossier. Mm -hmm. Shrewsbury... It was a little bit too much, but not enough to, like, piss me off. I will admit in the beginning when Lady Holmes got in there, I was like, seriously? And then it was fine.
0: Yeah. And Brighton also seemed a little bit, like, coincidental. And then that was fine.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. Anyway, we loved it. Okay. There is also one other new character we want to point out. His name is Mr. Gregory.
0: Obsessed with him. I think we talked about him in the episode, the, the clip I'm going to put in. Oh, okay. <laughs> obsessed.
1: I'm obsessed with this guy. Oh, my God. He was like the best character. I have no idea how Sherry Thomas came up with him, but what a treat.
0: Wonderful, wonderful character.
1: Truly, just wonderful. I mean, that's her, that's her geniuses in her character work, you know?
0: Well, and the other thing is, the spy who's a known Lothario is such a trope. hmm The fact that in this case, it was, like, she did, like, the elderly, sexy gentleman. Yes. Older, sexy gentleman, not elderly. Um, but he was also such a competent spy and never was a Don Juan on the page. Yes, but like I mean— that's that's the subtlety. Like, every other time you've got a goddamn Lothario character like that, I'm thinking Chuck. I'm thinking spy shows, like, going back forever— well, like the Bond, character has to be so damn smooth on the yes. screen, on the page, and he what he was a normal dude. He was a normal,
1: he was like smooth dude, but he wasn't like everyone's like ooh, Letharia. They were like, yeah. oh, he's so attractive. Yes. Like I mean, that's that's his thing. That's it's like right.
0: and listens to women. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh my god, you know, and men. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see you Wink Lane. <laughs> Without. Okay. Well, anyway, we both absolutely loved this one. Such a great addition to the series.
0: I mean, it, run, don't walk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it didn't feel like, so yes, this felt like a mid-series book, but it didn't feel like a pause in the Moriarty action. Right. It felt like this really, for me at least, this like welcome breath of fresh air, like a little bit of, of rest from the whole Moriarty tension
0: totally uh, it really felt like not an intermission but like the the transition between the vibe of the first two thirds and the last third
1: yes exactly although okay I will warn you the reason we said 10 books is because I went to see Sherry Thomas speak um in 2019 and that's what she said then I will say I will say she came to my book club (laughs) That Lane could not make it. I don't know why you couldn't make it that day. But you couldn't make it that day. In 2020. (laughs) In 2022. And. In that book club. She said now she's thinking maybe 12 books. Because book six felt like a turning point. Okay. Although she also said that. She will continue writing these As long as people want to read them. She doesn't care. She will sell out. And we were all like yes Sherry please. We'll throw money at you.
0: Point is, this book did, it makes sense, six felt like a turning point. This felt like the beginning of a new phase.
1: Absolutely. Fair
0: enough. I keep saying the last phase, but who knows? Maybe it's not the last phase, but it's definitely the beginning of a new phase.
1: Yes, it is, for sure. All right. Well, we're going to move to spoilers, I think. Yes. Uh, So if you don't want to hear them, thank you so much for listening.
0: Spoiler time? Spoiler time. Okay, so one. Everything about Charlotte leaning on Ingram.
1: Uh Uh-huh. It's
0: funny because it's like, this is not the most daring stuff they've done together. uh huh But this is the book where they most felt like a true partnership. Yes. Where she actually was, and some of it is like by virtue of him being the stenographer and her not being able to be involved. But even the way that like, when she couldn't be in her disguise, she just went to his room. I know. This was the most like, Big R romantic.
1: It's so interesting that you say that because I feel like murder ones. on yeah because like murder in cold street was the one where they were like we're gonna they they really started they did like Valentine stuff and things like right. that and then Miss Moriarty that was the one where they're like we're gonna have sex and they had like sex toys in the bedroom and stuff that yep, this it's is not, the one where explained. they just got to be together I know you know like they were locked on a boat together. Well, and the thing is, like, he has he has come to the realization or he thinks that he's come to the realization that he will take Charlotte however he can get her. He, so he's like, I'm going to give up on the idea of, like, this perfect marriage or this, you know, this perfect partnership or whatever. And she's starting to find that by finding a man who actually respects that about her, she's like, maybe I could be with someone forever. Ugh, I just I like love this shift in their relationship it's not like it's not a power differential or anything like that it's really just like by understanding that he respects her she's like oh maybe I can have more than I thought I could
0: yes and I actually I love the character of Charlotte Holmes getting her off the page a little in this one worked really well no, it was was really great to get to be in Ingram's head for some of the more emotionally resonant moments, especially we were in Charlotte's head long enough to know how she felt. Mm -hmm. But being able to see it from Ingram's perspective and sort of an outside perspective made the emotions feel a lot deeper than, you know, Charlotte is kind of capable of conveying or feeling.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing I really love is how Sherry Thomas continues this like stealth feminism Which Mm -hmm. she doesn't do by beating you over the head with how bad women had it in the Victorian era and how that relates to today. Instead, she just gives us characters like Miss Arkwright, who, through no fault of their own, are drawn into, you know, a disrespectful situation. Right. And then get uh, completely thoughtless men like Roger Shrewsbury to just ruin her life. You know, the fact that Roger was was there and Charlotte's, correct. The fact that Roger was there and did these things was just as bad as what Charlotte did or what Ms. Ms. Arkwright did, right? And yet he can just tell everyone and their mother about it and it ruins their lives and not his.
0: But again, super understated, not a massive part of the text. It's not like there's a chapter-long diatribe on inequality. In the Victorian Mm -hmm. era.
1: Exactly. And then, of course, all you get is Lord Ingram being, like, a respectful, kind person.
0: And that's all you need. And sexy as Mm. (laughs) fuck. I think it's both really smart how, like, Charlotte can't escape being (laughs) this ruined woman. Not just because (laughs) society doesn't forget, but because fucking Roger keeps showing up. Oh, my God, Roger. And he sucks. So the, the scene between him and Ingram in oh my the smoking God. room. So good. I love it. It's so funny because it had the exact same energy as, like, man who punches other man for insulting a woman. Uh-huh. But Ingram just sits there smoking and calls his character into question.
1: Oh, my God. I know. It just calls him, like, Mr. Shrewsbury. And he's like, Roger's like,
0: oh, damn, he's pissed at me. <laughs> I love Lord Ingram more with every passing day. The every... way that now his spy activities are just like afterthoughts in the text. Like, yeah, th- the bell pulls working in Charlotte's cabin like this because, you know, Ingram snuck on in the middle of the night last night and rewired the cabin.
1: Oh. Also, I I, I I don't know how, sh- how Sherry Thomas does it, but the time jumps, are they worked so well for me. At first, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I... She somehow, she does it. I know you hate when a character knows something that you don't know, but the way she writes it yes. is perfect.
0: I like that this book is much more face value than the last one. Yes. Like I, I I enjoyed the way the last one went down and, oh my God, the callback to the cock ring in this one is like. Perfect. Perfection. But I, I'm glad for once to feel like Charlotte also is missing pieces. Like the last book was Charlotte was the mastermind. Yes. This book is Charlotte in the dark. Yep. And I'm so excited about like just how quickly Sherry Thomas changes that pace. And I'm already like, I'm learning how Sherry Thomas writes Sherlock Holmes mysteries. Like Uh I think I'm getting better at picking up what I'm supposed to be suspicious of. Mm -hmm. So I don't think by any means I figured it out. Like these are still not mysteries like that but like the discussion of why charlotte doesn't think it's in a german textbook yes. and the description of rifling through her things and i'm like mentally cataloging everything that's happened because i'm like no this is what's going to be relevant later don't you feel I-, I just really like too that it's
1: not like moriarty centric i mean he's there but he's there yeah. but he's not it's not like this it's not just moriarty
0: and i will say like this inspector is making miss truddles so much
1: Oh my God, I
0: know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Also, props to Sherry Thomas. Like, Ingram's kids are in this one, in that they're physically there the whole time. And, like, you don't forget it, but they're not on the page annoying the shit out of me.
1: Uh huh. It's
0: good. It's so good. I loved it so much, Lane. It's so good. Oh my God. The way Charlotte is getting more emotional. I know. Lane. The fact that. But, like, the way. This is also what makes Sherry Thomas so so great. Cause like there's this scene where Charlotte is finally like kind of opening up and Ingram is like really put up and then fucking Roger Shrewsbury knocks on the door and it's been 30% and you don't know what he and Ingram talked about or why (laughs) they were interrupted or what Charlotte knows. So it's not like, you know, the care, like, it's not like the character is not thinking something deliberately. It's like everything just moved so fast that even you as the reader missed that it like wasn't talked about. Exactly, and so you know good. something happened. Like you're not—it's not being hidden from you that there's more information you don't know. You're being explicitly told there's more information you don't know I, if you're just paying attention. And she's just like she just gives it to you, and
1: it's—I can understand some people like not not liking it, but the I just love it. Just love how she gives you. and it's
0: so. The, the, these books, and I've talked about this a lot with, like, fairy tales and other genres, are clearly written for people who like Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Like they're just as vague, and they're just as, you don't quite have all the details, you just have to trust your protagonist as a genius, yes. and the time jumps exist, and the, like, complicated relationships between characters. This is literally just Sherlock Holmes with more character development. Yes,
1: with more character development. And anyway, I just, she gives you just... Enough. She's Can not trying to just,
0: fix anything about Sherlock Holmes.
1: She, yes. And she in, the way she writes is she gives you just enough for what you need to know. Mm-hmm. And then she moves on. And that's her genius. Like in, in all her other books too. Like her romances, everything. She gives you just enough. And then she like moves on. And then you're like, but I want to know more. But also I want to hear the scene. And you know, like I'm also... Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we would love it if you would rate, review, subscribe, and check us out around the internet wherever you can find Platris.